Hey, Mark and Chrissy, Matthew West, how are you today? Oh, good. Oh, great, how are you doing? I'm good, are you guys doing well today? We are, we're doing good. How about you and your crew? Um, we're doing great, we're doing great. We got this tour on the road and uh, it's exciting to see uh, see everything get kicked off here. We're looking yeah. forward to coming to you. Well, congratulations. We can't wait to have you come. Uh, the new album is out, which is a really cool concept. We definitely want to uh, chat a little bit about that. Um, ask you about your um, the tour as well, because uh, we love you. We love Mac Powell. I think it's going to be a really a fun night. Um, give us a quick update on your family. I think one of the last times we checked in with you was right in the middle of the pandemic and the craziness. Uh, we're kind of walking our way through all that. And, and you guys, you've survived? <laughs> uh yes we survived and uh you know i think in our in in unique and beautiful ways found a way to thrive you know i think um a lot of the songs represented on this new record that i've released have kind of flooded with the the renewed perspective that i received during some of the hardest seasons in fact there's a song on the record called hard season and i think we can all relate to you know, having faced hard seasons in our lives and, and it just opens us up to the opportunity to, to see God at work in the midst of hard seasons. And so I can definitely look back on my life now and say, man, God, you've been so faithful to me and my family. And, uh, and, and, you know, look, we know it. We don't, we wish we didn't have hard seasons, but man, aren't they the seasons that shape us and help us grow in our character? And, and so I can look back and see who I was before and who I am after and uh, and thank God for how he's continued to work in my life and he's brought me through. So I feel like I'm hitting the stage now on the My Story, Your Glory Tour just with this just this new excitement to celebrate God's goodness and faithfulness as he's brought us all through some pretty hard seasons. Mm. Well, and, and that leads me into my next question for you because it, you're first of all, you're an amazing songwriter and I know you've you've got your songs so many artists are singing songs that you've written and uh and i just appreciate that so much about you and that song hard season where you talk about the lyrics you say even in the dark my heart will believe there is a reason for every hard season and a lot of people are in a hard season or they've come out of one and they still don't know the reason for every hard season and they don't have that hope. I mean, that's a line of hope to me. And so I just wanted to ask you how you came to that place where here you are today. You're like, I'm excited. Like I'm excited to share, you know, all that God's been doing and and the hard seasons we've been through. Um, How could you bring encouragement? And I also just wanted to know about you specifically when you think on, you lean on a really deep hard season for you. What did that look like? Yeah, you know, sometimes I feel like as a singer and a songwriter, I'm I'm singing things into existence in in terms of like I may not always feel the way that I uh, my words describe, but I'm going to speak it anyways. I'm going to sing it anyways. So there, there's songs on this record that where I can see that happening. Like I wrote a song called "I Trust Jesus" that was inspired by the story of a little boy who was diagnosed with uh, an inoperable form of cancer. And every time the doctors delivered more bad news, mom and dad were scared and concerned and fearful. But their little boy, for whatever reason, just kept saying, Mom, I trust Jesus. Dad, I trust Jesus. And mom and dad were so, they shared their story with me about how they always felt like their their faith was catching up to the faith of their little boy. Mm. And I thought, what would it look like if, what if I chose to do that, even though I can't see the outcome, 
even though I don't know how this is going to end, like, what if I, even if I don't feel like it, what if I choose to step beyond my feelings and demonstrate a faith that says, no matter what, I'm going to trust Jesus, just like that little boy Jack did. And so these songs are really about that. And, you know, to steal another line from a song of mine that's, that's on the radio right now, my story, your glory, mm-hmm. my pain, your purpose. Mm-hmm. Like my, you know, it's like the idea of realizing I've gone through enough in my life to go, you know what? I've had some messes in my life, but every single time I've seen how God has developed a message out of that mess. That's not just a cliche. That's the truth. I've had some pain in my life. But I'm going to tell you what, I can look behind me now and see how God t- turned that pain into purpose. He's always working. And these are more than just words. These are songs that we can sing as even as we're struggling through our hard seasons to say, I'm going to trust Jesus. I'm going to look back on this someday, and I'm going to see that there was purpose in that pain. That there was a message in the mess that I went through. Wish I didn't have to go through it, but God knows that he's not going to waste a single part of my life. Mm-hmm. The KLRC Morning Show with Mark and Christy. 90.9 KLRC. We're, uh, we're talking with Matthew West. I think one of the things you've helped us remember often is the power of stories, how God uses stories to help us even understand himself a little bit better. So recently on one of your podcasts, uh, you shared a story about how God taught you something about him through uh, a situation with swimming with the sharks with your daughter. Tell us a little bit more about that. <laughs> Yeah, I, uh, well, when my daughters turned a certain age, I decided I was going to take them for a very special, like, weekend trip, just me and my daughter, and, uh, and it could be anything, and so I, I told my daughter, what do you want to do, and she said, well, I have always wanted to go swimming with sharks, <laughs> and, uh, I don't know any daughter that would say like, that, I, that's impressive, she's definitely got an edge to her, uh-huh. I would say. Well, yes, it's to say that she has an edge and, and a sense of adventure is an understatement for sure. But if I, I thought if I thought she was going to suggest that, I would have never left the parameters that open. You know, I I grew up I grew up with an intense fear of sharks ever since seeing the movie Jaws. I used to think that you know after seeing the movie Jaws, I was convinced that that a great white shark could could swim all the way through the concrete of the suburban Chicago pool that I would swim <laughs> at in my neighborhood, right? Yeah. And so, you know, but at the same time, I was faced with a dilemma, like, do I squelch my daughter's, you know, sense of adventure and, and then show her that I'm, you know, not a real man, but a coward instead? Or <laughs> or do I risk both of our lives and then have my wife, you know, <laughs> come after me if something should happen? So. I was really in a no-win situation at that point, but um, all that to say is I surprised her with a shark cage diving trip in Florida, and um, I was scared to death, and we got on this boat, and there was a few other divers that were with us, and this, sure enough, there's a cage on the end of the boat, on the, you know, and I thought, okay, well, I'll, at least I'll be in the cage. And we get about two miles off the shore, off the coast of Florida, and we come to this place that the captain called the Lemon Drop, and uh, I guess it's where the, the depth of the water dropped to incredibly, you know, deep waters. And uh, it was a popular site for lemon sharks, which sound harmless to me. Um, and, but we get out there and the captain says, you know, I think uh, the, the water's a little choppy today. And so instead of using the cage, I think we're just going to 
we're going to have you swim in open water. No. No. And, uh, and I, I start at that point, I was zipping up my wetsuit. And I, at that point, I realized why they call it a wetsuit because <laughs> I was, uh, I was wetting myself. And, uh, <laughs> So long story short, they uh, they dropped a they dropped a rope from the boat that went out about forty feet, and they said, "Don't let go of the rope. Get in the water, what, and snorkel, and hold on to the rope, or else you'll drift out to sea. And we're going to chum the water, and the sharks will come, and you'll get to see them. But don't take your eyes off the sharks, and don't go vertical. Stay what? on your belly and float." Because if the sharks, they, they can tell if you're not watching them, and they'll be more likely to attack or come and bump you. And I'm freaking out. <laughs> I can't. Freaking out. Meanwhile, my daughter, my daughter said this is the best day ever. She's <laughs> so excited to get in the water. <laughs> well, so the problem was I had never snorkeled before, but I didn't think I needed to know how to snorkel because I was going to be in a cage where I could just come up for air. Yeah. So I didn't have the heart to tell the captain, I don't know how to snorkel. So I just get in. And I think, all right, I'll make this work. But the when you're snorkeling in choppy water, the salt water gets in your snorkel all the time. And it, when it gets in the snorkel, you start choking. And then <laughs> my choice is, do I choke on the salt water or do I come up for air and take my eyes off the sharks and risk, you know, losing yeah. a leg? So I kept, I kept choking on the water, coming up for air. And worried that I'm getting attacked by sharks, and it was just the it was the worst experience ever. My daughter had the time of her life, um, but at one point, at one point, she was like 40 feet. She had gone all the way to the end of the rope, and we had become separated. Oh and I decided goodness. that I was going to save her, and so I left the rope, which I wasn't supposed to do. And then I quickly realized that there was no way I could swim fast enough to get to her. The next thing I know. I've grabbed on to the, anything I could find, which happened to be another adult uh, diver, and I grab onto him, and my head's pressed up against his uh, his rear end, and I'm dragging <laughs> him down while while I'm drowning, and, and he's going, what are you doing? And I'm just like, I'm so sorry. So I caused this major ruckus, and it was just an awful experience for me. But my daughter had the time of her life, and, uh, you know, it just, to me, what I wrote about in the book is it showed me the great lengths that I was willing to go to to be with my daughter. Mm. And I thought, Lord, isn't that just like you? Because that's what he does. <laughs> he goes through great lengths to be with us. And wow. uh, I will say that it, it gave me a great dating metaphor because part of the weekend's purpose was for me to talk to my daughter about boys and all of those things associated. And so when we got to dinner that night, I said, um, do you remember the Sharks? Well, the boys are the sharks, and today we were outside the cage, but when it comes to boys, do not leave the cage. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Wow. She'll never forget it I, for I a million reasons. I don't think I've ever heard yeah. a scarier story <laughs> yes. that turned out oh, so man. well. That's but, amazing. Wow. If you, if, if you could have seen me like holding on to this other diver for dear life, and I was convinced we were going to be attacked. And this other diver's getting so mad at me because I'm pulling him under. And the captain had to come and rescue me. It was so embarrassing. But, <laughs> you know, we made it. And uh, we survived. We actually swam with about 20 bull sharks, which um, are actually some of the most aggressive sharks. There were no lemon sharks in sight. It was all bull sharks. So <laughs> of course. I look back at that and I'm like, man, 
You only live once, but uh, gosh, I thought that was going to be the end of my story. <laughs> the KLRC Morning Show with Mark and Christy. 90.9 KLRC. Matthew West, who's coming in concert next month, been hanging out this morning. We've got just a couple more questions. Well, out of all these amazing lyrics that God has just, you know, worked through you on paper, I'm just curious. What is a lyric that you think of that you regularly lean on? I know that's a loaded question because there's a ton of lyrics, but is there a specific lyric in any of your songs that you're just going through your day and you're in this hard moment and you just think about yeah. that and it sticks with you? I've read the words and read how you leave the 99 to find the one missing feels like that was written with me on your mind. And the prodigal son who ran leaving his home behind the part where the father came running to meet him. Did you say that with me on your mind? Who am I that the king of the world would give one single thought about my broken heart? Who am I that the God of all grace would wipe the tears from my face and say, come as you are. You took the cross and you did it all with me on your mind. Like those are the lyrics that like, I feel so humbled every time I sing it and every time I think about it. Because the enemy wants me to believe that I'm not worthy, that God would even turn his gaze my way. Mm. And yet, when when we read through scripture, we realize that we are called his children. Like, he loves us so much. And the psalm says, who is man that you are mindful of him? You know, and so I love singing that every night. And, and even during the day, I'll find myself just singing those words just to be reminded that, man, he loves me that much that he wants to spend time with me today and god forgive me when i when i say no to that invitation or get too busy for you i want to have him on my mind just as i know that i'm on his Mm. so good the klrc morning show with mark and christy 90.9 klrc Well, we cannot wait for the My Story, Your Glory Tour. Uh, uh, you guys are going to be here. Uh, and we can't wait till March 16th. Um, really quick before we let you go, give us a sneak peek. You're bringing Mac Powell with you. I think that's so cool just to have two seasoned artists like you guys that have brought us so many songs over the years that have touched so many of our hearts. So uh, what's, give us a little sneak peek of the tour before we let you go. Well, I, there's, when you say seasoned, I hear old, and I, I'm not sure if that's how you intended it. But uh, my feelings are hurt a little bit. No, uh, I'm so sorry, Matthew. It, you know, it's just an exciting time. I mean, to to create, I created this double album, and it's like my story, your glory. And for a long time, I've been writing the stories of my life and the stories of other people's lives, and so I wanted that component on this record. But coming out of these last three years, man, it's been such a hard time and a hard season. In fact, there's a song on the record called Hard Season. But coming through it, I just felt like worship is the response, like thanking God, who's the author of all stories. And so this album has two albums. I'm telling the stories of people's lives, but then there's a worship album, Your Glory, where it's it's focused on thanking God, who is the author of our stories, and for the ways that he redeems the broken chapters of our stories. And so this concert's going to have both of those components, and we're going to do different... The first set is going to be songs that people know from the radio that have you know, that I've put out over the years that they'd be mad at me if I didn't play them. And then the second set is, is you know, really kind of diving into this concept of my story, your glory. And it's really... Every night's just been an incredible thing, and we're seeing revival breaking out across the country 
And we've talked as a tour just every night praying, hey, why not this city right here tonight? Why mm-hmm. not here? Why not now? Lord, show up. We need you. And, and of course, as you mentioned, having Mac Powell join us, just an incredible artist. I, you know, Third Day is one of my all-time favorite bands. And so um, when I heard that he was willing to come out and join me on this tour, I thought, let's do this. You know, as you said, two seasoned artists. So, uh, it's going to be a really special night. I, I mean seasoned in all of the best ways. Like a great steak. <laughs> yes, sir. All right. All right. <laughs> well, we're so excited for the concert, and uh, people can get info at klrc.com. Well, just a few tickets are left, and, man, we can't wait to see you. Thanks so much for hanging out with us today. Anytime. Thank you, guys. All right. Bye, Matthew. The KLRC Morning Show with Mark and Christy. 90.9 KLRC.